Hello and welcome to the Sekiro Podcast. My name is Park Kelly and you can find me on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at The Second Row. That is 2ND, not the word second. And this podcast is going out on all the normal podcasting apps. So that's everything from iTunes to Google Podcasts to Acast and all the other Android podcasting apps. Today I'm interviewing Irish international Nicole Fowley who plays for Galwegians and Connacht Rugby. Hi Nicole, how are you getting on? How is life in quarantine or how how are things, how are you dealing with all this madness at the moment? Hello, um, life is strange, I suppose, but it's not all bad. Um, I'm well and I'm healthy, so all is okay at the moment. Um, yeah, good. How are you? Uh, good. I I think I have a bit of a cough. I'm hoping it's just a cough and nothing worse than that. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know everyone's everyone's got this uh, paranoid thing going on. If you, if you cough, they just kind of give you that look. It's like something stuck in my throat. The hypochondria no. is real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how are you like doing with the training and stuff like? Because I know it must be really difficult keeping the kind of game fitness. Because like even with the AL gone now, you can't train with the team anymore. How's that all working yeah. for you now? How are you dealing with all that? Um, I guess it's kind of, yeah, you're on your own training. Um, we have kind of just running program and, and a gym program or a kind of body weight gym program that we're, we're kind of following at the moment. So that's kind of what we're doing. It's all on our own. Um, I'm lucky that I, I live in with a 2K, within a 2K um, radius of, of a pitch in a green area. So I've got an area to run and um, I have a garden here at the back of the house. So it's not too bad. Um, we're currently doing like a I don't know if you've seen it, a fourteen day burpee challenge with um Damien Brown. He's he's kind of heading it up and um, it's it's t- it's tough. <laughs> it's really tough and it's only day three. It's it's basically burpees for a minute per day. Say so we're on day three now. So three minutes of burpees four day, four tomorrow five all the way to to 14 so he's doing that it's it's um officially i think it's called the Galwegians um burpee challenge but there's loads of people doing it bundyaki's doing it jordy murphy's doing it uh that's there's a list there's a huge list a few of the girls are doing it um yeah there's loads of people doing it damien so does love his challenges doesn't he yes he does yeah yeah. From from Freesbury to this, what will you think of next? I'm not sure, but if we get through this one, um, I, I'll do anything. I think I, I'm only on day three, and I'm like, oh my god, instantly regretting saying I'd do this. Can't imagine. Yeah, burpees must be one of the hardest like body weight exercises to do. Yeah, I just can't imagine fourth day fourteen what it's going to be like. But sure, look, one you'll day at a time. You'll fly through them. You'll fly through them. Mm, yeah. Anyway, be fine. So I wanted to get started by talking about like you're from Sligo originally. How how did you journey from Sligo to Galway and in Galwegians? What was your your sporting like? How did you come here sport wise? Oh. Was rugby your always your first love? No, <laughs> um, it wasn't, and that's kind of how I ended up in Galway. But originally, I always played uh, football, soccer, and Gaelic uh, with played with Sligo, and then um, I was playing soccer with Castlebar Celtic in the Women's National League and I joined with Sligo Rugby Clubs when they set up a senior women's team well, I can't remember what year now but um, as kind of just for the crack more so um, Jackie Mulligan got me involved she used to play with uh, the women's team as well there and she played with Sligo so I was like oh I'll do it in the off season kind of just for 
bit of training. Um, and then I kind of liked it, but didn't take it too seriously. And from there, I was kind of just back playing football. And then eventually, I how did I get into Gaul regions? Well, I started off actually with going up to Railway Union in Dublin. Um, there was a girl in college with me who said, oh, come up and play with us there in a different division. I think they were in Division 1, Leinster Division 1 or something. So I was like, oh, I'll give it a try and just kind of played every now and again with them. Wasn't taking it too serious still. And then eventually decided, after being told by one or two people, oh, I think you should probably take this serious because um, if you give it a good go, you might have a chance of getting getting on the Irish team. And I was like, ah, no way. Um, but then eventually I said, oh, you know what? I might actually think about that. And I sat down and thought about it, my parents and everything. And obviously I'm from Connacht, so Galwegians was the AIL team closest to me. And then I decided to apply for a job in Craig Adam Medical. And I lived with a few of the girls from the Weedens team for couple of weeks till I found some accommodation and got a job in Craigana and that's where it started with Galwegians um, and I just went at it for a year and got called into the Irish squad so I think it paid off in the end. That, that There's so much there to unpack. Were you going from, <laughs> were you travelling from Sligo to Railway Union? Yes. In Dublin mm-hmm. for a game you weren't taking seriously? Yeah I know. You know, that, fun. <laughs> that's not the actions of someone who's not taking what they're doing seriously. I know. Yeah. I think it was just a different challenge, but because I was playing with Sligo and Casa Bar, it was just, they were my priorities at the time. And I was already balancing them and rugby was definitely third um, if I could fit it in. So I was, that's why I wasn't at every game. If you get me, I was just, yeah kind of trying to get it in when I could when we didn't have a county game or, or a castle bar game and you've been in Goy for many a year now you've must have seen some amount of changes in the setup you know like you've had different coaches from Bundy and George Anupu to Fraser Gow now like there's so like such diversity and experience to draw from as a player yeah it's it's been great like the, the coaching the management and the coaching squads that we've had since I started with Weegans have been have been amazing, um, and it's a credit to Weegans and getting all of them. Uh, they've just yeah, they're all they're all different, but they all have obviously different attributes and different positives to take with, of their coaching game and different kind of angles to look at, and it, it's been great. I've learned so much from all of them, like individually, all of them. Uh, Beth Mallard as well, who who was a Kiwi, she's a Rugby World Cup medal. She she was with us as well. She's gone back home to to New Zealand now, but she was great as well. And was it in Galwegian you ended up going from centre to out half, or was that hap- did that happen at provincial level? It, yeah, no, it was at um, I think yeah, Weegans because uh, Claire Raff was playing ten and she was obviously really really good and. I was kind of trying to get in the team, but I actually just eventually got put to 13 outside Emma Cleary. Um, I'm not really sure why, just giving it a go, I suppose, get me on the pitch. But uh, I ended up kind of liking it and kind of being okay at it. So they left me there and then 
kind of went from there. I was kind of in and out at 10 as well, but just between the two positions really, but more so at 13. And when I got my first cap for Ireland, it was, it was a 13 as well. Did you have to go through the Connacht stepping stone first or were you straight into the Ireland team from Galwegians? Um, no, I would have played played into pro with, with Connacht first and then got got the call in. And what was that first Interpro series like for you, that first Connacht cap? What did it feel like? You know, you're fun, finally that step up in intensity from AIL. Oh yeah, it was it was huge. I didn't know what hit me. And at this stage, I was, I remember I was actually still, I got called in to play with Connacht or to train with Connacht and I was still doing the balancing of all three and um, I needed to put one aside, I think, after that because it was just it was a different step up and um yeah getting my first cap was was class like I was like Jesus may I really like this like I may may properly give this a go and that was around the time I said you know what maybe I should take this more seriously and stop trying to juggle everything and there's been big changes in the Connacht setup I'd say in those five years even if you take the fact there's now like a proper five game series for the Interpros it's not just those three games and done yeah it's great <laughs> we didn't know ourselves it was it was brilliant like it's just it just shows though it, it, it the game is it's just so much better with them it's you've got so much more to look forward to even as a team you know you're not just playing three games and that's it you know you've got something to, to look forward to and to build to I, I don't I can't even imagine how tough it must be to have so few games to play let alone yeah at that standard because you just want to be playing at that higher standard all the time yeah. It is, yeah, and I mean, like, this year just showed when, when we did it, like, we, we grew as a team from from game one to the final, like, we just, we got very close, and I think it's a credit to our coaches as well, like, we just, Stephen and Brian and everyone there just really, really, I think we just managed it well this year, it was just, it was really good, and we were just one step away, but sure luck, like, and there's I'll- always a... Another I was day. watching. I was watching that final on my phone at a wedding. Um, <laughs> it was great that it was te- like it was streamed, and yeah, you were great. so close. It was just like a, literally a five minute spell. Yeah, I know. But your luck will will go again, as they say. And like you came back from injury to playing that series, you you missed out on a few games. Yeah. How was that for you watching the beginning of that series, not yeah. being able to play? Shit, <laughs> in one word, yeah, it was shit. But to be honest, I've I'm unfortunate with my injuries that I I tend to get a lot of them. So um, I kind of just deal with it, and I know what to do. Just get my head down, get my recovery, get my rehab in, and get recovered to get back on the pitch. Because at the end of the day, you want to play the games, and it's not fun doing the running on your own and doing the rehab on your own, but. Like getting back to get on that pitch for the final just made it so worth it. So I think the injury it sucked, yes, but you know I I got to play a part. Even I I helped off the pitch as well in terms of just kind of helping coach a bit and helping around the change room and stuff. Just just wanted to be involved because the, the the environment was was really good and you know the the girls are, are great. So it's great to just kind of stay involved while you're out injured. It's obviously not ideal but if you get to stay around everyone and you know stay involved and know the roles and know know all the moves and you're not coming back in going oh shit I I wasn't here for that I don't know it you know 
like I spent a bit of time with you pre-season just record a few videos and stuff there was yeah. a lot of new faces around like it must have been great for them to have someone like yourself experienced being there done that guiding them through training as well oh, I don't know <laughs> I'm not sure I just uh, like we're all the same everyone's you know everyone's battling for a spot it's not really I don't think it's a case of oh you know this person has been here for the last couple of years you know she's she's definitely in, in, in that spot. Like, that's not the way it is at all. And I think we're all learning off each other, you know, as, as everyone says, you just, you're constantly learning. Even with Stephen Kearns as our backs coach this year, like he, I learned so much off him this year that I didn't, I didn't know. Like, just, he was great. Is there any specifics that you could like, if there's any tidbit of information he gave you that you'd pass on to someone listening, what would it be? You know, like even something small. Um... I suppose one thing would be, I don't want to give it away. <laughs> um, <laughs> and one thing was for me, I would have learned maybe was always watch where the nine, where the nine stands um, in a scrum when, when we're attacking. I just, it was one part of my game that I wasn't fully watching. And it's, I just, it plays a huge part in attack, like in the attacking platform and launch base. So yeah, that, that was definitely one thing I took from it and with doing the video analysis then going forward, it really helped. And are those video analysis sessions like Joe Schmidt's, you know, really hard? Is everyone in fear going into them? Are they good, proper, like, chats about what you could have done better and, you know, you feel almost that you can build from what you did on that game, even if you did make a few mistakes? Yeah, no, they were, um, no, everyone was looking looking forward to them. Like everyone learned from them, you know, it wasn't, it obviously wasn't pretty because there was some obviously mistakes in in the games and whatever but I mean if we don't look at them we'll never know and as a player it's probably not great to hear oh you should have done that better or you should have done this better but it's just it's constructive criticism really you know it's just look at it what can you build from it and go on to the next game and try and try and better yourself because if you don't watch the video it's just you'll never know really it's all about continuous learning and continuous yeah, yeah, progression. Exactly. And would that have been the same in the Irish camp when you were there? Like, were the attention to detail being able to step up again from that? Uh, so, yeah, about a, a small step up now. They like You would do an individual review and then you'd do a, a unit's review. So that's kind of a little bit more... Um, I don't know what the word is. A little more technical, I suppose, but at the same time, it's you know we'd sit into backs and backs and forwards in with Connacht as well, and it's it wouldn't be. I think it's just it more more so be your units with Ireland, say so to be nines and tens and and twelves, and then the the back three will get together and etc. And you must be itching to get back into the Irish camps. What was your your first cap like that first day? Is there any specific memories that you could talk about that would seem inconsequential to other people but mean a lot to you? <clears throat> I think it was just to be honest, the whole the whole thing was just kind of it happened really quickly. And like that year I got called in and I didn't play the Six Nations. I was kind of more of a cannon father, as they say, when I was brought in for a couple of camps and then the November series was kind of announced and there was like, oh, shit, I might actually get a chance here. And then 
kind of all just came really quickly and getting the first cap I was like I think the one thing I do remember was it was in the bowl UCD bowl so I was running down the steps and then you had to to get a mascot so I remember that moment being like oh wow this is pretty cool and um just looking in the crowd then and seeing the national anthem and seeing your your family and everyone that was kind of there supporting you all along was singing it back and it was kind of cool that moment just getting a quick look out they must have been so proud of you like it's like such a great occasion for family (laughs) to be able to celebrate that yeah they were and they they were so great like my my mum originally when I was younger didn't want me playing rugby it was always the case no (laughs) no no rugby you're not doing that and keep playing your football and soccer or whatever I would just kind of ignore it and go to training and when I could um but I think she she's got past that now it's uh, I think every every parent has that you know that kind of like oh and then suddenly when you're playing it goes go on go on yeah yeah exactly she still does her laps of the pitch though especially in well in regions more so because it's obviously not not too big of a crowd but she just does laps of the pitch and she doesn't really understand the rules or anything she's just more there just to support (laughs) Uh, the support is needed at at all levels exactly yeah yeah Let's go back to your injury because I know you didn't play for Ireland in the Six Nations. How was that conversation about coming back from injury? Because you had played the previous year and like you played very well as far as I was concerned. I went to all the games up in, in Donnybrook. So oh, cool. how was that conversation like? You know, was it an awkward conversation or was it like something you could take something from? Um, yeah, I was shit, to be honest. Um, I wasn't the worst thing you could do but I wasn't actually expecting to be not called into the squad because it was I was in the camp the previous I think it was the previous month so we had finished Six Nations last year and then we had a camp and then I think I had tweaked my groin or something a little so I wasn't able to train I ended up not getting called in for the last November's internationals that I got that call and he just said I, I needed more games that I hadn't played enough of the Interpros. I came on the Munster game and came on in the Leinster game, but obviously I hadn't played any full games. So he was wanted me to get back to club rugby and just get more games under my belt and get my match fitness up. And I think it it, it did the phone call. It was a bit of a shock because I had obviously started all the Six Nations and. Um, I was kind of in a good place, but I mean that's that's exactly where you need to just keep keep your head screwed on and keep driving and not not think that it's an exact example really of not to to get too complacent um, and just expect the unexpected. And I I didn't expect it at that time, but obviously my my goal was to get fitter and to get more games and work on that. And so for you, it's really just get back playing and trying to build your way back into the squad yeah. game after game. Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of it. And to be honest, with the with the six, when I knew I wasn't involved in the Six Nations and um, that was announced, I think back in December when the squad, I've actually went back to, to playing a bit of Gaelic just to get my I don't know my mind in a different space for a while. Um, so I'm actually on on the Galway, the county team here. <laughs> so I'm I'm on the squad. I'm training with them the last the last while as well as everything. Typical me trying to juggle juggle loads. 
that's that's brilliant though it's good that you have that outlet to kind of clear your clear your mind when after a speed bump exactly yeah yeah and how was the Galway camp in comparison like uh, they're two very different sports so I'm not trying to judge people or coaches but it must be different fit a different type of fitness as well yep (laughs) it's a big (laughs) difference I'm learning that the hard way but look it's a challenge and I'm kind of just going to put my head down now and especially that we've got these these few weeks just kind of get get myself fit again and like up to fitness levels of of the other girls there because it's it is it's a different fitness and I I missed it though I missed playing Gaelic there when I hadn't played for almost five years so um it's good to be back and the the team is amazing like the girls are really really good it's extremely professional but like it's up there with 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 Ireland like the just the preparation uh, psychologist nutritionist S&C all that kind of stuff that's all there and we get all the help we need. It's it's really good. Like to be honest, it's um, it's been great so far. So good. And that's just helping you get that uh, aerobic fitness back and testing the groin out even more. Yeah, yeah, I know. But sure, look, everything's a challenge, and I'll give it a go. And it's great because you have so much experience between the GA and rugby that, like, we worked together for a, a couple of days before Christmas. Was it before Christmas? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, before before Christmas uh, for Club Force, and that's yeah. who you're working for now. Well, and it's great that, that they can help Conf Rugby with the sponsorship they're giving Conf Rugby uh, for the development girls team. Yeah, the Club Force Emerging Talent Squad, yeah. That's kind of a, a first off this year. Um, just give it a... See how it went, I suppose. Um, I'm not really involved in the coaching of it, more so Mary Healy and Emer Dowd, but... What they're doing is kind of what the hope is to bridge the gap between um, kind of coming off under-18s rugby and trying to get into seniors or girls who are playing in maybe not an AIL, just kind of helping them develop and, and get more physical contact in and more kind of aerobic fitness and more skills work. Um, in which which has been great and like the defense coach Peter Wilkins has done some really good sessions with them and um it's just been it's been great the girls have been loving it and then all of a sudden <laughs> obviously this coronavirus doesn't help because I know they had planned to go on a on a tour um which would be a first off ever and I suppose that is a credit to the club force um partnership that that we've been able well they've been able to um organize it and try and get a plan in place where they go over and play i'm not too sure who who the team was i think it could have been london irish um and go over and play some games and do it do an actual tour of a couple of days um so yeah it's been it's been good i've been hearing hearing what's happening but then obviously it got, got halted at the moment when this is all over, it'll come. I'm sure it'll come back, and it must be nice to you to kind of see that the next stage of conference development's been looked after in yeah, its own way. Exactly, yeah. And working with club forces, it's been great because I see I see both sides of it are um, beneficial, really, because obviously women in sport is is a huge. I suppose it's a growing game, like it's a growing market, and I suppose it's it's a market that's not supported that much 
but obviously more so now and um with with club force kind of signing this three-year partnership and uh, helping fund this development squad it just shows that it's a it's something that club force are taking seriously and it's a market that that we want to show more support in and, and get more girls playing with Connacht Rugby and especially where we're a Galway based company so um it's it's good to get that partnership it's uh, it's great and I'm I'm a big I'm a big believer in if you build it they will come so put the money in and get the people coming watching games and and help train people up so that the skill set comes up with them you know that Exactly. It's, because it's all the it's all the small things. It's uh, the difference between AIL and Connacht is the one percenters. You know that the time and space you have on the ball, and that only you can only adjust to that with better skills. Yeah, exactly. Like it is, it's getting the girls on the ball more, getting getting together with the same kind of, I suppose, level levels of of girls. There, they're all the same kind of um skill base and just they just all want to improve and that's why they've been selected um so they all want to kind of build on that as you say one percent and and get get better and hopefully get get a green jersey on for the senior team yeah like the even i was there with you there there is some really talented players there that looks like connacht are going to be set for the future anyway and even the squad you're in there was there's some really good talent just ready to break through yeah there is and it's it's great and it's it's kind of a credit to the underage as well just the system that's been going on there with um fraser oh, well fraser was on last week so he's was the under 18s coach and he's done a lot of work with them girls and they they've come up and there's a few of them that have just stepped right into the senior squad um and they've done a done a great job and as you see obviously Bavin parsons is flying it on the irish on the irish panel as well so yeah there's some great future stars there Maeve Dealey as well is coming in who's who's an out half as well she she done really well this year yeah it's great it's great to see and it's as they to to borrow a term the future is green <laughs> yes i know yeah exactly yeah there's there's some girls some great girls coming up and and i think if they stick at it they'll definitely have a green jersey on both green jerseys. I I've always wanted to ask mm-hmm. when the Connacht matches are play are on and the social media takes off. What does Connacht pearls come from? Where's the origin of that? And <laughs> um, that's from uh, Ruth O'Reilly, the prop, and <laughs> um, famous Ruth O'Reilly. She's a. Uh, she had her a pair of pearls on for a photo shoot we done um, a couple of years back, and I think it just. Spe- stemmed from that then everyone started wearing pearls in their headshots and it ended up being hashtag Connacht pearls a good inside joke yeah more of an inside joke thing yeah really she it's probably not that funny to anyone else but we all thought it was hilarious no I think it's brilliant those things build a team yeah exactly yeah everyone had their little pearl earrings in Nicole I won't take much more of you even thanks very much for coming on having a chat it's great to just you've had an interesting career and I hope as soon as all this ends that you're back playing for both Galway and Connacht and Galwegians as soon as possible <laughs> me too yeah it's a, it's a strange schedule that I have on at the moment but sure look I've I've made a homemade gym out the back at home as well so it's it's um it's strange times but look we'll we'll get through with everyone and even if even if anything 
I think we'll be okay. <laughs> Do you know, I think we will get through it and I think everyone just needs to their head down and train away. <laughs> That's it. Thanks very much again for coming on. No problem. Thanks again, Nicole, for coming on. And if you like that podcast, please like, share and subscribe. I'll be back with Oshin for the lockdown episode three on Friday and another interview next week. So until then, goodbye and stay safe. <laughs>